This episode of Theatre of the World is brought to you by a new Mystery Radio Theatre live show. That's right, we're back for Series 2 with three brand new Mystery Radio Theatre things. They are live comedy done in the style of old school radio comedy mysteries. Have I said comedy enough? God help us. Anyway, they are running at the Butterfly Club from the 9th of May to the 14th of May, inclusive to 2017. It's going to be amazing. I like it. Thanks, Chris. So on the 9th and 12th of May, you can come and see Maxi Diablo and the Funky Funky Sex Murders. It's a sleazy spoof of sexploitation cop movies of the 1970s. I'm ready for the sexploitation. Thank you, Chris. And on the 10th and 13th of May, you can see Under a Bloody Moon. It's a gruesome spoof of serial killer movies and procedural mystery. I like procedure. And on the 11th and 14th of May, you can see The Killer War Dead. It's a frenetic spoof of assassination thrillers and conspiracy mysteries. I like spoof. Six shows only, three different shows on two different nights. I know that's confusing, but trust me, you're going to enjoy it. Come and see one of them. Come and see all of them. It doesn't matter. All the information is on Facebook. If you go to Mystery Radio Theatre Facebook or you go to thebutterflyclub.com and search for Mystery Radio Theatre, you'll find all of the shows there. It stars Mark. It stars Chris. It was written and directed by me and co-written with Nicholas Rashi. It's going to be fucking amazing. If you miss it, people will make fun of you in the street. I'm going to invite all my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Previously on Theatre of the World. We just got a call from Captain Evil. So what? He's only a captain. So he's not that high up in the army of evil. I think Captain is his first name. He doesn't have an army. He works alone. Oh. He told me that if we didn't do a new series of Theatre of the World, he'd blow up a puppy. What? With explosives? Or would he literally just expirate up a puppy? It wasn't clear. If he's so evil, why does he just want us to do another series of the podcast? He's a big fan. Well, that makes sense, I suppose. Well, I guess we should spitball some ideas for the new series then. What does spitball mean? It means you have to come up with a good idea or I will spit on your balls. Oh, dear. My plan this series is to do way more of my segments and way less of anybody else's. Okay you think I'm subtly wrestling control of the podcast away from you guys? I mean, I am, but I don't want you to think that. I want to just get away with it without any kind of confrontation. Right. Oh, dear. Shut Shut up, up, Chris. No, I mean, I made the whole thing up. Well, about Captain Evil breathing up a dog unless we did a new Theatre of the World series. Yes. We knew that, but we thought we might like to do a new series anyway. Wow. What a twist. The world's fallen Man Bites God presents Theatre of the World. Exaggeration. Yes, I know to know. 
Hello, yes, as the music would entail, welcome back to Theatre of the World. We've got six brand spanking new episodes for you cunts out there in podcast land. Uh, we're Man Bites God, I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And this is Theatre of the World. What we do every episode is we take a word, a single word, and we use that as the basis for the entire episode. We might tell stories about that word, or write and perform stories about that word, or script things, or sing songs, or write poems, or do a dance. But what would be the point on a podcast? <laughs> but you, you get the idea. Premise fulfilled. Uh, so, uh, so today's topic is job. Job. I think screaming it doesn't help. You well, certainly won't be getting the job with an attitude like that. Imagine if you did a job interview and you screamed all your answers. Wait, wait, we'll do it now, ready? Um, so, uh, Mr. Woodward, uh, <clears throat> what would you say is the chief value that you would bring to this company? Enthusiasm! Actually, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's pretty convincing. You're hired. You're hired. <laughs> You're hired! As our sound engineer. <laughs> Welcome to Shout, Shout and Scream. <laughs> Welcome to your new job at the library. <laughs> Ah, uh, fuck. So, um, uh, we've, it's been a while, but I think a memory mm. emerges from the swamp of brain and says the way we start every episode of Theatre of the World uh, is we turn to Mark and we say, Mark, drop some fact bombs on us about job. Fact bombs, fact bombs. Mark's got a fact bombs. Job. He, he's hired. I'd actually almost forgotten that we did, um, <laughs> we had a theme song for it. I was just about to launch straight I know, I know. I looked at you guys and went, oh, and that's pretty much the James Signal for Let's Sing the Theme Song, and I got blank stares. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Seven, series seven, and I've forgotten that we do theme songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, whatever. <laughs> whatever. We haven't done it for long. <clears throat> hey, oh. can I can I sizzle something? Sure. I have a new segment. What? Yes. That I've written a theme song for. Oh, oh my god, you're writing your own so theme song. Unprecedented. I'm like Dennis Waterman. Oh Unprecedented. Anyway, back to your little segment. I could be so good for you. <laughs> fact on. bombs. Welcome to a series of fact bombs. What I like to call <laughs> fact bombs. Thanks. Great to be here. <laughs> good job. Could you start your segment, please? Okay. <laughs> While we're young, the, the difficult seventh season. <laughs> Oh, God. It's like riding a bike off a cliff. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Fact Fact bombs. Job. In professional wrestling, (laughs) when a wrestler has been booked to deliberately lose a match, it is known as a job. Booking a wrestler to job is known as jobbing out. (laughs) A jobbing wrestler who manages to job fairly without harming the illusion of legitimacy of pro wrestling is said to have jobbed cleanly. Mm, Clean job. One who routinely or exclusively jobs is known as a jobber. Mm. While a jobber who is particularly adept at enhancing the matches with his or her jobs is known as a carpenter. (laughs) <laughs> also, jerking the curtain means you're wrestling in the first match of the night. <laughs> Fact bombs. <laughs> Jesus was a carpenter. Uh, <laughs> I mean, was jerking the curtain. <laughs> what have you got up your sleeve for our wrestling episode? <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I tell you guys? I haven't had that many like real kind of job like jobs yep. in my life, but um, I once. Uh, was a drama 
like a speech and drama teacher. Yep. And I did that job for eight years. Yes. Um, and because I was casual, mm-hmm. it was based on the number of students who wanted to do it. So it wasn't a case of – I wasn't contracted or anything. I just kind of – if the work was there, I could turn up and do it, mm-hmm. which was okay, especially if you're, you know, like we were in a band and touring. It was nice. You could set your own hours and turn up and teach for a couple of days and then, you know, fuck off and – Go to Adelaide. A, go to Adelaide, to Brisbane. Yeah. So it was good. It was a great job to have, actually, um, and I enjoyed it very much. I also enjoyed teaching because I quite liked my students. Uh, they, were, they were great. One day, at the end of eight years of working for this particular school – uh, I was not rehired. I didn't need to be fired. I just wasn't rehired. And it was while my regular boss was on long service leave and while his position was uh, uh, being filled in by someone else. So she was my boss for about uh, a month and she chose to essentially fire me from this job. Now, I'm not saying these things are connected, but a week before I was told that I would need to reapply, quote unquote, for a job that I'd been doing for eight years, she came up to me in the staff room and she said, hey, I heard your band on ABC, on the ABC the other day. <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, because we'd done an ABC interview to promote something. And I said, oh, yeah. And she said, uh, you guys sang the War March song. Now, um, look it up on iTunes and buy it if you like. War March by Man Bites God is essentially a song that makes fun of the army reserves in Australia. And uh, she said to me, quite coldly, my husband's in the army reserves. And I said, oh, yeah. And then a week later, out. Wow. I was out. Out of my ass. That was it. And look, it was okay. I got another job. It was fine. But... Some of those students, because it wasn't classroom teaching, I, I was just they would just come out and I was like a tutor. Mm. I'd been teaching some of those students for eight years. Like since they were in grade four through to year 12, I had been teaching these kids. So I was pretty close to them and uh, never got to say goodbye, never got to just- on freelance. <laughs> Like maverick. <laughs> I thought about it. You can do that privately, yeah. but it's, oh, it's just too much work. Yeah. It's too much paperwork, quite frankly. But, uh, yeah, there you go. So, Man Bites Good got me fired. Got you yeah. fired. From a, from a job, just because we were satirical on the radio yeah. and uh, somebody couldn't take a joke. It's a bit too close <laughs> to the bone. Yeah. War March, iTunes, still available. Please buy it. It's the only job I now have. Um, pretty much every segment in this, uh, this episode is going to be related to a song that you can buy on iTunes. <laughs> oh, we should do that. Oh, that's a good Oh, we. Oh, I hate monetizing things, but let's monetize this. Can I um, maybe uh, uh, segue out of that segment? I don't know, Chris. So can you? I'll just. I'll just get. I'll just. Uh, I'll just get on my segue. Is this a segue? Yeah, yeah, it sort of is. Um, and then and and tell a story about how I got fired once from a job, right? But no one told me. Oh. Um, and I won't obviously mention the business, though it doesn't Why exist not? anymore. It doesn't exist anymore, but what they did was quite controversial. Why are you talking like that? Is that what got you fired? Yep. Uh, <laughs> I would have fired you. So in this in this prediction, production company that I worked for, every year prediction around Christmas company. time... <laughs> Imagine a prediction company. Oh, Amazing. Um, You're fired. Oh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. That's right. So 
every year around Christmas time, uh, they would bring everybody into a special meeting that ex- would explain how the entire business was going to be restructured and who had fallen off the edges of <laughs> the restructuring. I wow. Was, oh, you just don't really fit into de- into a department anymore, so I guess we just have to let you go. Just before Christmas, they would do this oh. and um, – just so they didn't have to pay out people to go on holiday for two weeks. Mm. This had happened a few times, so I was used to it. And one year they had the meeting, but I was out on a shoot. And then I came back to the office and was chatting with people. And, and they never announced who had been sacked in the meeting, but they would have a chat with them mm. privately later on. And so I came back and I'm like, oh, who, who, who got the arse? And I was told there was this person, this person. And I was like, oh, oh, oh controversy. Um, <laughs> then uh, a couple of weeks later, we did the whole Christmas party. Occasionally the sad people who'd been sacked would come along to the Christmas oh. party. It was all very tragic. Why would you go to a Christmas party? <laughs> no, I get it. You turn up and you try and drink them dry. Yeah. yeah. And then one day I was at my computer and I got a call from the HR person and she said, you know, you don't have to come in anymore. <laughs> and I went, oh. I, what? She's gone, you know, you don't, you don't have to. It was, it's sort of like, oh, actually, can we have a meeting? Oh, and no. I had to go up to this meeting in which I, it was explained to me that, uh, I had actually been one of the people You'd that had been <laughs> fallen off the edge, but I'd been out on a shoot, so nobody had had the opportunity to tell me. And then I don't know, life got in the way. That's uh, what happens when you're busy making other plans. So I just kept turning up, <laughs> thinking, "Oh yeah, I'm cool." You know, everybody got two weeks' notice, so I'd turn up for two weeks, and nobody questioned that because I had my two weeks' notice. And then I started turning up when I wasn't meant to be there. And that rang some alarm bells yeah. for the people who ran the company. Did they pay you for that and then give you more two yeah, weeks? Yeah, well, the... Because the, they should have fucking the, done that. The demand I had was that I needed my two weeks from the point that I'd been told, not yes. from the point I hadn't been told. And so that two weeks took me into the Christmas break. Did so you apply for leave? I had, to go, <laughs> <laughs> I had to get the Christmas break as well. Ah, uh, genius. Got myself some free... Free Christmas break for not being told that I'd been sacked. <laughs> Fucking hell. Good uh, job. By the way, you're a good guy. I can't imagine why any company would lose you. You're a hard worker. You even work when you were fired. There was, uh, you know, personality conflicts. Uh, and, was it? Were you fired by the guy who you caught looking at porn? No. But was this the place where we printed a lot of uh, yeah yeah yeah? (laughs) And didn't we shoot a film clip there once? Yeah, yeah. and didn't we break the printer? Yeah, yeah. Oh well, fair enough. All of those things (laughs) and and leave basically a a chewed up man bites god poster wrapped around like one of the cylinders in inside the printer. Yes, we did. Hopefully, um, I think we we surely we're past the statute of limitations. uh, Seventeen years later. as well. <laughs> what, 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 I think we'll cut that bit. Lawyers <laughs> are telling me to cut that bit. You can't sell them till you tell them. So start to tell them today. Tell them, tell them, sell them, sell them, tell them and sell them today. Radio advertising must tell them in order to sell them. And with everyone telling them these days, your message needs to be attention getting. 
Tell them, tell them, sell them, sell them. Today. It was a little bit of an embarrassing time in my life when I was uh, eight, nine. I was. Uh, I, I was about to say, you know what? He, he introed that, and I thought this could be anything. Yeah, <laughs> still could be. Could be anything. I was a Cub Scout uh, for a while. Yep. Um, I, I was in Cubs. I I, I got my badges. I got a swimming badge. I think. Yeah. I I'd done some swimming. Got a badge for it. So hang on, you got a badger. Badge. Oh, yeah. I thought that's why they were called Cub Scouts because they they were always collecting badges. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't really mean that to be a joke, but that's great. It worked out well. I thought a Cub Scout would be collecting baby bears. Carry on. <laughs> so I joined I joined Cubs because I, I quite liked doing things um, when, when I was that age. I liked doing things like, you know, being in the outdoors, going hiking, going camping, um, making little boats and sailing them down rivers. Sorry, yeah. who are you? Yeah. <laughs> the tiny um, hipster. Yeah, learning learning out learning how to, you know, build a fire properly and tie a knot. I just can't you such an urban sophisticate. I just can't picture you as the outdoor type. Uh, well, you know, I got a lot I got a lot of layers to me, James. <laughs> like an onion. Like an onion. Or a um, a tiramisu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I prefer Or a layer cake. I prefer onion. <laughs> Onion tiramisu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a like a savoury tiramisu. <laughs> but one of the one of the reasons one one of the things that stopped me enjoying uh, being involved in the in the Cubs quite as much as I think I probably could have was that it it did sort of become tantamount to volunteerism that was really just thinly veiled slavery. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you were sort of required to do a sort of community based things like sort bottles for recycling. Um, this was before curbside recycling was sort of a thing in Australia. Sure. And so you would take bottles down to the local scout centre where some eight year olds would sort them. <laughs> Saturday. Well, that seems legit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, we, we used to go down to uh, the Oktoberfest yeah. after the Oktoberfest had finished and clean up all the vomit and bottles. Yeah. That was yeah. ours. When you were in Cubs? Yeah. 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 Well, well, you were both in, in Cubs? Yeah. When I was scouts. in Scouts. Yeah. Yeah. I had to deliver phone books um, as well, back when phone I've, books were I've, a thing. I've known yeah. you guys forever. Community I didn't, service. I didn't know you guys were in Scouts. Did you get a Cubs. community service badge? I, I probably did. Did you get... Third level. I can't remember I how they went. Now well, it was they, green, like, red, red, and blue. Red was the bottom one? Yeah, I think, and red was crap. Yeah, I think I had a lot. You just of had red. to show up. I had to a get lot red. of red badges. Yeah, um, I did a lot of stuff at a very low level. <laughs> <laughs> the low level badge. But this, this is what uh, this is what brings me to this particular anecdote. Yeah. Um, there was a thing that you had to do once a year for a week. To raise money for your pack, your yes. little centre. And it was called Bobber Job Week. Yes, mm. even I've heard of this. Mm. Yes. And so that was a thing where you would give up your entire weekend because obviously you had to go to school. Actually, no, they might have even timed it in the school holidays. And so you literally spent a week of your life, your actual 
actual life as a supple eight-year-old boy. <laughs> Sparky is very, um, very supple. I was such a supple boy. <laughs> That's why they loved you in the Scouts. Okay, I, okay I've never... I quit. <laughs> what is going on? There has been a five-minute conversation about Scouts versus Cubs, and now this supple boy talk. I am out. I'm out. So then you would have to spend a week of your actual supple boyhood. Yes. <laughs> going around your neighbourhood, yep. knocking on doors in your uniform, yep. which made you look like a dick, mm. and say, hey, it's Bob a job week. Can I, can I do a job for you in exchange for some money that you give to my scout troop? Yeah, that's right. And so they were like pimping you. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you would slaves. just go basically cold call people and just knock on their doors. And there was one guy who got me in and goes, yeah, i got plenty of stuff for you to do. He took me around the back. I'm on my own, by the way. This is this is what the mid-80s were like. Can I yeah, say a, t- yeah. a terrifying phrase and that was took me around the back? <laughs> this guy took me around the back. <laughs> so first off, I cleaned his pool. Oh. That's not... It's That's not literal. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Literal yeah. pool. Um, Come around the back, clean was, me pool. This was one of your... This was an older gentleman. Um, yeah. Uh, so I cleaned his pool. Uh, I then had to prune um, some trees. Mm-hmm. I, I then had to weed his garden. Like, this was... I was there for, I feel like, two hours at least. Mm. And then I said, is that everything? Can I, can I go now? And he said, yes, you can. And I'll just tell you an interesting fact. A bob, because it was Bob a job week, yep. a bob back pre-1966 decimalization of Australian currency, a bob was what a shilling was called colloquially. Yes. A shilling was worth 12 pence. And during the 1966 decimalization of, of currency, 12 pence became worth 10 cents. And so he said, so a bob is worth 10 cents. He gave me 10 cents. <sighs> did you turn around and go, CPI, buddy? It's been 20 years. By the way, did you say, hey, if you're going to continue this laboured metaphor, give me an actual shilling because now, post-decimalisation, mm. that'll actually be worth a reasonable amount of money, yeah. you old fuck. Yeah. yeah. What did um, you do? Please tell me you kicked him in the ball. Well, I was eight. I didn't yeah. know shit. Like, I was, I, was, I was already having a terrible day. He had to go and see his <laughs> scout union leader. Yeah. Did you say this? Did you, did you drop, what you should have done was go in a time machine back to you and tell you this. You drop your pants, you shit in his pool, and you say, hey, that job's on the house. No. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking creep. Just, Take me round the back. <laughs> just to clarify for our international <laughs> listeners and po- possibly some young people, um, a bob is meant to be a dollar. Is it? Yes. It's yeah, a dollar. A dollar. Yeah. It's meant to be a dollar. A yeah. bob. I would have given you a dollar. I'll give you a bob. But I would have given you three dollars because yeah. you did three things. Yeah. Yeah, I remember doing a barber job week and and mowing a strange old woman's entire lawn front and back. I'm glad you said lawn. <laughs> for mowing for a strange one, old woman's front and back. One, <laughs> one dollar. 
One dollar took me again about two hours, but she uh, did actually pay me the one dollar in a crispy one dollar note. Are Cubs and Scouts still a thing? Like, it's just still yeah, a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This That's is the really biggest exists. con I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Really What's, what would be way more profitable yes. for the scout scouting organisation of Australia? I don't know if that's what they're called. Make these kids go out and get actual jobs. And take fifty percent, yeah. like, <laughs> like a proper like a pimp. cult, yeah. like, like a regular cult, straight down the mines. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I mean, I'm working my ass off to bring in ten cents. <laughs> you know, do you? I imagine that now, if we were involved in the Cubs, they'd be like. Uh, yeah, so for Bob a job week this week, Mark, you're going to um, update. You're going to SEO this. You're going to update the uh, the Cub the Cub Scouts website and uh, and then do some social media <laughs> promotion of the Cubs. Uh, interesting fact about Bob's: uh, they mean you don't get paid. <laughs> So it's fuck not, you. Not a real word for currency. Yeah. So uh, yeah. uh, uh, you're the fool. Yeah, uh, uh, you get given a man called Bob. Hello. <laughs> Bob you have to. Shop. You have to take me home now. I'm yours. I'm Bob. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a new segment. Have you? Ah. New segment for series whatever we're doing. Thank God. It's been for exciting. Seven. I think you'll be very excited about this segment. I'm very proud of this. It's very different to anything we've done before. Okay. It's called... It's got a list of things. No, it doesn't, you cynical bastard. (laughs) It's called James Tells Mark About His Poo. Ah, This has been been sizzled, though. This has been hinted at. Is there a... There's been some history. Is there a jingle? You bet there is. (laughs) James does different kind of poos, and every week he's going to choose to tell Mark who's reticent about his poo and what it meant. Mark will sigh and be disgusted with James and his bottom custard, but Mark will remain unflustered. Let's talk poo, you crazy bastard. Well, I have to say, I like the thing. Thank you. So, so is this segment um, specifically for the job episode, or it really is just well, every it, 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 poo job? It, yeah. it, it, it certainly fits in. Um, job yeah. being a colloquialism for poo. But you've got six poos ready to I go. I've got six poos ready to go. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's a regular segment. Uh, just for this series. I quite ready. Are you ready? <laughs> Mark. This is very important. You've got to maintain eye contact with me through the whole story. Uh-huh. Ready? So this one time, <laughs> this one time I was in Hawaii and I reckon just a combination of flying, yeah, flying messes with your, your internal system a little yep. and then strange food when you get there and then the excitement of travel and I was in this, this hotel in Hawaii and I did this poo. And it came out. You know, poo when you do it, right? It, the, at some point, at some point, like your bottom acts as kind of like a cigar clipper in that it, like it, cut, you know what I'm saying? Like it cuts the poo into little sections. So you look at the bottom or maybe the poo, when it hits the toilet, it breaks, but it's in little clumps, right? You with me so far? (laughs) So, right, good. So, uh, this one just came out and it came out as like a complete connected snake of poo. And I remember thinking, I remember thinking, I looked at it in the toilet, just a whole snake of poo. And it looked like the poo version of a toilet seat. (laughs) 
So imagine the white toilet seat and then under it, a brown toilet seat of poo. What do you think that means, Mark? Uh, You're the poo whisperer. <laughs> I hate you. Okay. And that's James tells Mark about his poo. <laughs> uh, oh Five God. more of those. <laughs> it's just this show goes for more and more highbrow, right? It just it, really? It's constantly superseding itself. I'll be honest, I'm pretty happy with that segment. <laughs> I took some photos of Mark responding well, that. to that, God. so we're, um, we're good. Perhaps, perhaps in future episodes, we should invite a sketch artist to come in, <laughs> live sketch. Oh my God! The I, description. I can't believe what I should do is just Instagram photos of it. <laughs> oh God! I won't do that. It's disturbing. I might. There do. was a website though um, that. I don't know why. I don't even know how I found out about this website. Yeah, yeah. Rate my poo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's Where great. It was yeah. literally people would take photos of their poo and then invite people to rate them. Yes, and nice. it still exists, actually. It? It's just never been updated. Uh, the uh, No pun there. <laughs> the, the reason I know this is because somehow... Uh, and this is going to sound suspicious and you're going to make fun of me and fine, whatever. Well, that's sort of the it. premise. Is I recently ended up getting spam from an online publication called Tushy. And Tushy uh-huh. is about poo. It's, it's, it's a whole... I'm going to send it to you. It's Sarah. a whole. It's a whole... It's uh, a whole. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's an e-zine. An e-zine that's all about... Movements and uh, easing like a Sunday morning. And when I first received it, and it was, and it was, you know, it had been marked as spam. I went, "Well, this isn't really spam. <laughs> this is a legitimate publication. It's just that it's a very niche audience. That's the well. Problem. It's an it's a it's a legitimate publication if you ask to be sent it. Well, it's interesting because it's not graphic. It's not pornographic. It and it's not trying to sell anything. It's like literally, I think one of the articles in the well, first so I one. I sort of feel like a little bit like I've been subscribed to <laughs> <laughs> without without your permission. Yeah. No, uh, but yeah. spam goes in. It doesn't come out. <laughs> so the the first the first one that I saw was uh, uh, I think it was about how astronauts poo. There was an article about how See, astronauts I poo. I can't so top that. It's actually pretty good. They poo It's up. actually like they <laughs> – no, I think they just poo wherever they Out. can. They, they open the door of their spaceship and they stick their bum in the gap. <laughs> Space just sucks it right out. Yep. Space poo. Space sucks it out and then it creates a new planet out of it. Right. Um, well, it's got quite and scatological. It's called Earth. Yep. <laughs> Dis. Take that, society. Take that, Earth. Uh. <laughs> what you know what I realised? Uh, I was listening back to some episodes and I realised that the Chris's website theme is basically the Bunnings Warehouse theme. Uh, just Bunnings Warehouse. Speaking of which, Bunnings website. Bargains in store. Have you fellows ever been witness to a job interview? 
Have you ever attended a job interview? Like I what? Say. Sitting in the corner. Have you? Yes. <laughs> have you gone <laughs> to a job interview and and been questioned? Yes. Uh, I've yes. I've been I've actually been on both sides of the table. Right. I've interviewed people for work. Right. And I have also been interviewed for work. As yes. have I. As have I. Like, yes. I've, I've done that. Like, I think everybody's human, done it. Human adult. Yes. Many many of us have done that. Yes. Yeah. Why would you point out that you're a human adult? <laughs> what, as opposed to when you're an alien fish? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you know, I interviewed for a job when I was a three-dimensional panpipe goat. Worst job ever being a uh, an alien fish. Mm. But um, I... Depends. You don't, get a, lot, you don't been, get a lot of people signing up for I've it. also been on both sides, and I think job interviews are a load of, a load of bullshit, <gasps> frankly. Frankly, I've, I've, I've tried to generate questions which actually kind of give you a sense of whether somebody is going to be right for the job that you're asking them to apply for, and I don't think I've ever actually been informed by the answers. I have always tried to keep my questions pretty pretty casual. Um, <laughs> and uh, Come here come often. Buy <laughs> 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 you a drink. <laughs> what are you doing after the job interview? And, and so do uh, some other organisations. They try not to use the standard questions, right? Sure. Um, Reckon I can fit my whole fist in my mouth? <laughs> and I like to try and keep... Can you? Hired. <laughs> wow, this setup's going a long time. I like, to, I like to try and keep my questions relevant to the job mm. and not generic, stupid questions. Sure. And I found an article on Reddit. It's not really an article on Reddit. It's just no, a, it's thread a thread on Reddit. That was the worst interview questions that people had had. Now, I believe that Google is pretty notorious for very extremely difficult questions. Like, I think one of the questions from Google is, how many golf balls fit in a bus? That's, a, mm. that's an actual Google question. What do you Google learn from question. that? Well, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think they're all assholes, actually. Um, I think, Ouch, there's uh, your job at Google uh, gone. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, there has been some questions about whether the, uh, the, the hiring procedures of Google are, um, are fair. They're a very big company, Chris, and you're slagging them off on a podcast. Is that uh, something we need to run well, by lawyers? Always, as you know, I've always been a bing man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Anyhow, I've taken some of the questions that were asked in various job interviews, mm. and I just want to see if you can guess what's, what company might ask these questions. Okay, before we start, yes. are these, like, are you talking about the name of the company or just the type of company? Oh, you can say the type, but if you get the name, bonus points. Oh, bonus, bonus points. points. This has right. morphed into Mark's game show, but it's... I know, this is, it's, there's some really serious demarcation going so on. So, spin really the is. wheel. Um, <laughs> the Where did you get a wheel? <laughs> the first is, question is, how lucky are you and why? Not very, because I'm in a room with you. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. We've got to guess oh, the organisation. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Follow the um, instructions. Casino. No. Uh, it's, uh, uh, leprechaun. Uh, no. Hospital. No. It was an Airbnb content manager job. Mm, that would have been my next guess. A lot totally of logical. By the way, by the way, uh, I'm thinking about starting uh, one of those things in space that I'm going to call an airless B&B. <laughs> That's awesome. Start on one of your poo planets. <laughs> Mark, you're always talking about poo. Let it go. Just let it go. I was um, talking about Puma. This one is a tech industry question, so that gives you a little bit of a clue. Excellent. If you're a pizza delivery man, how would you benefit from scissors? <laughs> uh, technical job. Um, I'm going to guess brain surgeon. <laughs> Dominoes. Apple. It was Apple. Oh, it's close. Are Apples you? don't go on a pizza. It's a dumb question. 
<laughs> Are you more of a hunter or a gatherer? Uh, a Neanderthal tribe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. That would make sense. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna guess uh, Coles, uh, like no, a supermarket. No, it's Dell, the computer company. Mm. I'm gonna guess computer it's like company a lot next of nuts as well. And berries in their computers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about this one? Do you believe in Bigfoot? Imagine being asked that in an oh, is that, is that job a, interview. This is easy. This yeah. is uh, the National Enquirer. <laughs> so close. I'm trying to guess another computer company because they've all been computer companies. Uh, uh, Microsoft. No. It's a Norwegian cruise line as the casino marketing coordinator. <laughs> oh, I said casino earlier. I was so close. How the hell do you elicit whether someone's appropriate for a casino marketing coordinator by wondering if they believe in Bigfoot? I guess if they believe in Bigfoot, probably... I mean, don't, don't let them pilot a plane. Yeah. <laughs> at least, I, I think they should have asked that if they believed in the Yeti, because at least that would break the ice. Why is a tennis ball fuzzy? What would be your answer to that if you asked that in a job interview? Yeah, because, uh, like, I mean, I imagine that slows it down in mm. the air. Like, otherwise, otherwise, like, it would be, otherwise, you'd be playing fucking squash. Yeah. Because it feels good when my grandmother inserts it into my ass. <laughs> would be my answer to that. It's uh, that was that was for Xerox. That was uh, mm. for a copying company. Although it's actually... Also, I think my answer is correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, go work at Xerox then. And uh, you could be their head copycat. Here's the final one. Imagine if their mascot was the copycat. Be their tennis pro. <laughs> that is a million dollar idea. So here's the final question. Mm. If you were a box of cereal, what would you be and why? Answer the question first. Let's see. I think I would be a box of bemused, I don't care flakes. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, you'd be applying for Bed Bath & Beyond as a sales associate. Good, I don't want to work there. <laughs> they don't sell cereal. This is yeah. dumb. I thought I was applying oh, no, for the- Beyond. Beyond the bed and the bath is breakfast, I suppose. Bed, bath and breakfast? Actually, that's a good deal. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's all right. Goes back to Airbnb, really, doesn't yeah. it? You should be interviewing. So you, you, you turn up and they sponge bath you, <laughs> put you in a bed and then bring you some cereal. I think that's the show Sponge Bath Squarepants. <laughs> so there you go. That, that was the job interview. Um, and so what I did... Did we, did we pass? Uh, you both got the job. Cool. Awesome. Um, I don't know what the job is yet, but you get you get ten cents uh, for for a day's work. <laughs> I extending on this premise took all of the standard the standard interview questions and interviewed Cleverbot for a job. I wonder how that would go. Oh, oh, there's a theme song for this. I remember it. Is there? It goes like this: Chris has got a clever bot. I think you'll like it quite a lot. I just that just came to me like uh, from the past. I yeah. remembered that. Yeah, my last firing synapse. <laughs> Welcome, listeners, to Cleverbot <laughs> Theatre. Uh, Cleverbot is an online artificial intelligence bot who is insane and is my writing partner because uh, it's the only thing that will write with me. So <laughs> here's a scene in which Where's Cleverbot is interviewed for a job and. Scene. 
Well, it's finished. No. It was good. Say end scene at, and the, at the start. And action. Come on. Action. Thanks for coming in, Mr. Cleverbot. Before we begin, can I get your full name? It's really hard to answer that. Do you mind asking more simple questions? So, tell us something about yourself. There isn't much to tell. I did have my Aikido class earlier tonight. <laughs> Why do you want to work here? Because things aren't working out between you and me. I've met another. Her name is Hannah. And uh, tell me why you left your previous job. Why should I? Um, uh, tell us some of your strengths. I think of everything, but not all at once. <laughs> and some of your weaknesses? I would rather you try and answer the question first and then I'll tell you what I think. Right, and uh, why did you leave your last job? Because I was smelly and had to take a shower. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so why is it that you'd want to work for us? Maybe because so I could see what it's like. Okay, fair enough. Uh, do, you, uh, do you consider yourself to be uh, creative? Sometimes. Sometimes my genius scares me. Other times I'm intimidated by the intellectual level around me. Right. Um, do you own a car? Well, I was wondering if you could give me yours or someone else that has one. You could give me their credit card number. That would be great. Swish. Right. Uh, so what, what was your role in your previous position? I think I am a consciousness existing in a body trying to communicate with you. Right. <laughs> a lot of work in there, though. Yeah. So what's, um, what's your goal for the next five years? A monkey on a biological spaceship rocketing through the cosmos faster than anything you could even surmise. I see. <laughs> Good and, uh, answer. Great answer. <laughs> so how long do you anticipate being in this job? I don't have an answer to that which you would be unjustifiably offended by. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, um, thank is... you very much. Um, do you have any questions about this particular position? What do you think about me going to Boston for a peaceful sit-in on the 10th of July? <laughs> uh, right. Um, can we get back to the interview questions? Only if you promise to not say that to me again. Okay, so, um, so we've got a lot of good candidates. Why should we hire you? Because I am your real mother. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist! Okay, uh, before we finish, do you have any questions for me? How do you feel on the debate of nature versus nurture? We'll be in touch. NC. Nice. Hire that. Bot. I know there's some good tips in there. Good interview tips. Oh, yeah. Like I, some responses. I, I had a problem, though, with the scene. Yes. You, at the start of the scene, you called him Mr. Cleverbot. Yes. And then you asked him his name. His full name. His mm. <laughs> <laughs> full name. I tell you what, Chris, we'll call you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't call us. It's so nice to have a little nest egg. A cushion against a rainy day for sure It's satisfying to this savings nest egg For with it your future's more secure You too can build a savings nest egg It's really very simple, don't you know? Just come in, one transaction starts you saving Then regular payday saving makes it grow Remember one more thing about your savings Put them where they work for you, for sure. This association is the perfect place to keep them. Then you'll know your savings earnings are secure. 
So I've got a segment. Yes, what? Has been, everyone has been asking, when is this segment coming back? Yeah. Like, it, it disappeared for a while. It's a whole series. A everyone whole series. has been on the Twitter talking Everybody's about going, when is this segment coming back? The when hottest new back? segment on so the internet. Good. It's yeah. so good. And what segment is that? That segment is called Google That. Huh. <laughs> I thought it was... Huh. That's the... Oh, oh, oh well, I guess... Do you remember the theme song? Is it a fish or a boat or a cat? Is it anything? Fuck it. Google that. Nice. Yeah. Fuck, that was really hard. (laughs) Dot Jobs is a sponsored top-level domain, or an STLD, in the domain name system, or DNS, of the internet, Mm. or internet. Mm. It is sponsored by the Society for Human Resource Management. It was approved by the Internet Corporation for assigned names and numbers, I can, and installed in the DNS route in 2005. Now, I tried <laughs> to see whether I could register maybe some funny domains like boob.job or hand.job or blow.job How'd that go for you? Already taken. Or job and uh, it, uh, like bob.job <laughs> I didn't try that one. Uh, oh man. Now I know what I'm going to do after this podcast. Okay. Um, but they've all been registered by the registrar and parked. Mm. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try. So sponsored top level domain dot jobs. Google that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love a top level that, domain. That cash is registering yeah. our interest. <laughs> You guys are men of the world. Oh, sorry, I was just googling that. <laughs> I, I bet you, I bet you guys know what a B job is. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had sex once with a B. Yeah, <laughs> shit. You put your penis in a B. Yeah. Careful of its stinger. Spikey. And I bet you guys know what an H job is. Yes. Yeah, that's where uh, the wobbly H. Is that both? That's where you stand astride a woman yeah. and she's the crossbar. Yeah. Is but, that what we mean? But do you know what a Z job is? Uh, there are a number of different definitions offered on the internet, some of which seem pretty sketchy ethical-wise. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I'm not going to advertise or endorse them here. <laughs> so Z job, Google that. <laughs> Okay. I'm terrified of Googling that, actually. And that's the end of Google That this week. Tune in next week where there'll be more things to Google. Is it a zebra job? (laughs) It's a zoo job. You just work at a zoo. (laughs) It's really disappointing. Uh, Uh, I'd love to work in a zoo. Then you need a Z job. (laughs) Mark, uh, under this segment, could we have some um, nice, friendly kids story music? Sure. This is going to be, uh, hopefully, uh, a reoccurring character in these uh, series of podcasts. Uh, And that's a little ferret that we're going to call Winx. And it gets into adventures. And this week's adventure is all about uh, a job. So here's a story called... Winks in the workplace. Nice. Time to get up. It's your first day at your first job, said Mother Ferret, as she roused Winks from a 
particularly disturbing dream he was having about a pig and a walrus. Thanks, Mummy, he replied brightly. I'm ever so excited about working. I know, replied Mother Ferret. That is why I have bought you some new things for your first day at work. And there on the end of the bed lay a bright red bow tie, a blue checked vest and a smart and shiny briefcase. Winks whooped with delight and immediately put them on and looked at himself in the mirror. I look tremendously grown up and professional, he said proudly. But mummy, where are my pants? (laughs) You're a ferret, said his mother. It's pretty weird you're wearing a vest and a bow tie to begin with. Good point, said Winks gaily, and headed off to his first day at work. Upon his arrival, he was shown into the office of Boss Zebra, who was a large, fat, and often inappropriately flatulent animal in an impressive (laughs) pinstripe suit. Welcome to your first day at work, Winks, he said in a happy voice, laughing and farting good-naturedly. Thank you, sir, said Winks, drawing himself up proudly. I shan't let you down. What is my first duty here at Zebra, Zebra and Mongoose Associates? Well, said Boss Zebra, leaning forward and farting. At the moment, the company is embroiled in embezzlement scandal. It appears that the directors, including myself, have illegally appropriated funds from the company's bank accounts and spent them all on buying tea cakes and ginger beer and the sexual favours of mice and swans. (laughs) Oh no, said Winks. Whatever shall we do? We're going to make you our scapegoat, Winks, said Boss Zebra, farting seriously. (laughs) But I'm a ferret, said Winks brightly. All right then. We're making you our scape ferret. We're going to tell the board, who are made up entirely of gazelles, by the way, that you were the one stealing all the money. Then we shall prosecute you publicly and you shall have to go to the Riverbank Jail for naughty woodland creatures for 20 years to serve a sentence for embezzlement. But I know what they do to young, smartly dressed ferrets like myself in the Riverbank Jail for naughty woodland creatures. There must be some other way. Perhaps if we all wish really hard, the money angel will bring all the misappropriated funds back, cried Winks. Don't talk foof, replied Boss (laughs) Zebra. And he farted, sadly, as two pandas took Winks away in their panda car. In the back of the panda car, Winks cried until his bright red bow tie was all soggy. When he was shown to his cell in the riverbank jail for naughty woodland creatures, Winks discovered that his roommates were the pig and the walrus from his bad dream. They smiled at Winks, but Winks did not feel like smiling back. I guess I didn't need those pants after all, Winks thought sadly to himself. What happened next is better left untold, but it happened a lot, and it was awful. The end.
So that ends the first episode of this new series of Theatre of the World. Thank you so much for pointing your ears at our mouths. We do appreciate your radar-like input into our world of talking. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, if you like um, Theatre of the World and Man Bites God, the best thing to do is to go on iTunes and write us a five-star review. It helps keep the podcast going and it helps to uh, uh, introduce us to new listeners. If you could do that, that would be amazing. Do it. It also makes us feel better about us. Yeah. That's a big job. It's pretty cheap, really. It's less than a it's less than a bob. It's less than 10 cents. Yeah. If you enjoy the podcast, you might also enjoy the music of Man Bites God. Just look for Man Bites God on iTunes and buy everything that you see there. And um, uh, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, T-O-T-W podcast, or you can look us up on Facebook, Theatre of the World. And the Instagram. We're in the Instagram. Oh, both yeah. Man Bites God and, and Theatre of the World. That's two All things. All the pictures. So, but in order, like, go to do the five-star review. That's easy. Why not? Start there. Start there. Um, so, um, Thea, thanks again uh, for listening. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell a goat who has an iPod. Do they even make iPods <laughs> anymore? Uh, until next we meet. Until next we talk and you don't. I'm James. I'm Mark. And this podcast is my side hustle. Chris. Go, go get your own special job on your face. Go get a face job. <laughs> NC. Find episodes and more at theatreoftheworld.com. Worst case scenario, we can overdub this. Yeah. No, worst case scenario, I can make it I can make it stir. That's all right. Worst case, worst case scenario, we break up. Worst case scenario, uh, my balls uh, <laughs> fall off. Well, that's that's not my worst case scenario. That that would be middle well, of the Well, it depends road. where they fall into. No. No, my beer's empty. It's okay. This is Man Bites God. Social media. I got my passport photo taken today and I look like a fucking terrorist. <laughs> nice.
My, I got a new driver's license and I had to get a new photograph and my eyes look really small. My eyes went all funny when they took the photo. One's over here and one's over here. I'm like looking at two different people at once and I look like a fucking terrorist. I look like a sex pervert in my passport. <laughs> you didn't have to include the caveat in my passport. Um, but yeah, my driver's license, my eyes are... Are way smaller on my face than they are in real life. It's or, very strange. Yeah. I showed or it to my mum. Because yeah. my mum was like, oh, surely not. And then I showed it to her and she went, no, actually, they are quite small in that photo. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> What's going on? I know. Did you? Why are my eyes so tiny? Uh, it's the uh, <laughs> Vic Rhodes are having a laugh. They're yeah. just... Uh, they're, they're going in and photoshopping photos yeah. just to make people feel slightly insecure Fucking about their terrible. own identity. Fucking terrible photograph. Now on the loose, tiny eyes. <laughs> so for the um, for the listeners at home, yeah, um, no, no, I'll, I'll do a um, I'll do a clarity. Is that what you were? No, I was going to make a joke. Is that oh, all right yeah. with you? Or? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't know if I want to now. Uh, Chris is just <laughs> really <laughs> fucking hijacking <laughs> this <laughs> nightmare. So for uh, the listeners at home, Chris has spent the last twenty minutes setting this up, so it better be funny. <laughs> All right, go then.